0: This episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast has been made possible by the BCL Trail. New adventures are brewing nearby at thebcltrail.ca. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. In this podcast series, I highlight breweries around Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you hit follow in your favorite podcast app and I hope you do share this with a friend. That way it helps support and grow this podcast series. In today's episode, I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia, located on the traditional unceded territories of the tsleil Squamish, and Musqueam. The neighborhood of Mount Pleasant has seen a major transformation in recent years, and a key establishment that has played a major role is Main Street Brewing. Situated inside a Vancouver City Heritage building, which originally was a brewery when it was first built in the historic Brewery Creek District, I sat
1: down with
0: the co-owners.
1: My name is Nigel Pike. I'm uh, one of the operational managers and owners of Main Street Brewing.
2: Uh, My name is Cameron Forsyth. I am also one of the uh, operational partners and uh, co-owners of uh, Main Street Brewing.
0: And I will have to admit my neighborhood brewery here. So, you know, it's my my go-to spot. It is a very lovely spot. So, yeah, which, uh, which, by the way, um, we're in a historic building, aren't we?
1: We are, yeah, yeah. The building dates back to the late 1800s, so uh, it's part of the original Brewery Creek um, selection of breweries that, that uh, occupied this area. We we have a historical date of um, early 1900s, but we know that it was actually here prior to uh, to that. So, and it was part of Vancouver breweries. So mm-hmm. it was actually a conglomeration of like three breweries that became this huge powerhouse in Vancouver mm-hmm. and uh, and then moved from this spot around 1918. So
0: Right, and then what was in here before? I mean, it couldn't have been sitting derelict for that long. So.
1: Um, you know what? It's been through different phases in its life. After it was a brewery, it actually became uh, an automotive garage in the um, early 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. And then it became a very sketchy, um, automotive garage owned by some Russian gentlemen, apparently, in the 70s, 80s. Mm. And then it sat derelict. It was like an artist studio. It was basically, it was kind of taken over by um, kind of the neighborhood for a while. And then it was part of the redevelopment of the, the building behind us. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's great. We didn't know the history actually coming into it. Mm-hmm. So, which was pretty exciting to actually find out that we were putting a brewery back in a brewery. Yeah. we didn't know about so this was actually only one of 13 buildings
0: cool
2: and then like how did the idea of opening the brewery come about through discussions over beer right uh we were actually at hopscotch and we were talking about beer and um, um one thing maybe, yeah, yeah one thing led to another and
1: Scotches. Please. Yeah, we, we
2: hopped, we scotched, <laughs> we, we uh, um, yeah, we actually talk, talked about it, and, and oddly enough, followed through with it.
0: Cool. And then, like, how long was that process of um, you know recovering from the hangover and then opening up a business? Uh,
2: the hangover was a couple of days, I would say. <laughs> uh, so mine was the, a little longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, geez, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of the actual date that we we started. So we opened in 2014. And I would say it was probably I wanna say twenty ten that we actually started talking about it. Yeah, it was a good four years. Yeah, yeah, might might even have yeah. been two thousand nine. Yeah.
0: All right. So so two thousand nine incorporated then. Yeah, cool. All right. And so then it was already a brewery, so you didn't have to do
2: too much. You just oh, had, had to do you a had to ton clean up the of mess, stuff. right? Yeah. It right. was it, yeah, it was um uh, it, it wasn't actually a brewery, brewery when we came in, so there was right. a whole bunch of work we had to do. It was
0: a. Uh, like I was just imagining, like a complete blank shell, that's or exactly what uh, it was. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, And most of the work that we did is um, is work that you you don't actually see. It was all um, coring in this in this thick slab of concrete to try and get plumbing in, mm-hmm. um, electrical. So it was actually. I think we've got about seven thousand square feet upstairs. Mm-hmm. We got about seven thousand square feet upstairs, right. and um, it was a big open space right yeah
0: so uh nigel then uh like what's like main street we're right or right by main street um and that what was the idea and concept behind the brand and well
1: know? um camera and myself we, we both own restaurants on main street at the time so mm-hmm. um we love this main street area we thought it was definitely an up-and-coming neighborhood at the time there wasn't a lot of there wasn't too much going on at the time um obviously since then it's become like this uh, a major draw to the neighborhood and we in terms the of community.
0: beer there was only like really the alibi room was here and the alibi you know. room
1: obviously is way further down the road yeah. there was uh r b brewing across the road mm-hmm. um, that was pretty much it for breweries at the time and then we when we open up it was at the time when um, uh, Nigel from the alibi room was opening up Brassneck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Open up Brassneck and then 33 acres was opening up at the same time. So we all kind of jumped on. Red truck was obviously, yeah, broken ground by that point as well. We all jumped on the, um, the changes in the tasting room laws, mm-hmm. um, which allowed for a, a definitely a better looking model for a brewery as opposed to before where it was twelve ounces per person per day. So, you know, now then we could actually showcase what we were doing here, which was really exciting for us. And obviously being part of a dense neighborhood, knowing that it was just gonna grow and grow and grow.
0: And which like I just thinking about it now, like you know, I've done a number of these interviews now with breweries and it's just it's mind boggling to me of like how different life was for a brewery
1: not that long ago like <laughs> yeah we were just talking about that before like, it was like yeah you remember that when when we used to put beer in a keg and send it out you know uh we definitely you know the covid thing well, that's, that,
0: that's been, one thing but i mean like just in general oh like, in why, general like, years, like oh yeah.
1: Yo, yeah yeah i think like, when we first opened up how many breweries were there oh there might have might have been
2: 40 around the province and yeah, yeah, and now yeah, there's yeah. 200 and change yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah but yeah, like to, but but just the experience of like it's it's just mind-boggling to think that like what you know in, in the last ten years you just couldn't go and have a couple pints.
2: The so. way people the way people do things has completely changed. Yeah. You know, you talk to younger people now that would would go and hang out on Granville Street and that was their night. Well, now they go to a brewery and mm-hmm. and stop at Main Street for a for a beer. They hop over to Brassneck for a beer. They hop over to Thirty Three for a beer and mm-hmm. down to um, mm-hmm. Faculty and mm-hmm. and it's just a. a different way people do things now and yep. or uh, like you know, me
0: i put my name on the door to get in a restaurant come here for a beer and then once yeah. once they call me i go over there so, yeah. yeah
2: yeah it's uh it's a really cool transition that um we're super happy to be a part of the other thing that people do is they bring their computer in here and instead of going to a coffee shop they come to a brewery and have a beer and do work mm-hmm. hopefully they don't email because it's not good to drink an email but <laughs> yeah. speaking from experience too <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can i say <take> that back yeah <laughs>
0: So what's the size of the brewery in the back? It's a fifteen hex system. Right, cool. And then like how many tanks have you managed to squeeze in there?
1: Well, we have um we have four single tanks. We've got two double tanks and then four um triple tanks. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm still like in the word triple. I was like <laughs> Yeah. What's, what's,
0: yeah. The scotches so, still haven't worn off. Yeah, exactly. Eh? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I haven't even started yet today. That's a that's a real problem. Yeah. Which yeah, it's a funny story actually because when we, we actually built the place and you know we started off with our small uh, small tanks. You know, obviously they came through the door really easily. And then as we grew and within two years we were putting in triple tanks and we couldn't get them through the door. So we actually had to uh, lower them through a skylight. So the tanks are actually specifically made. To fit through a skylight. And the first one we that we actually put in, we realized the skylight was at a slight angle. So they actually weren't going in straight. And we hadn't accounted <laughs> for the fact that right. so we had to push the bottom out. Once we'd done the first one, it was fine. Yeah. But uh it was hilarious because this thing literally got stuck halfway through. And then we're like, Okay, how do we do this now? Anyway, we became very proficient in lowering down tanks. and uh, But yeah, definitely uh, gave us the limitations of uh, the space at that point. We were like, okay, this is good. a little bit more challenging than we kind of planned in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, the, the first interpretation was, you know, four single tanks and we're like, oh, this is gonna be great. And after about five minutes, we realized we need more tanks.
0: Yep. I'm in conversation with Main Street Brewing. Just want to take a moment to talk about the BCL Trail and thank them again for making this episode possible. And now you can also download the BC Ale Trail app. The BC Ale Trail showcases many parts of the province on their website, and you'll find recommended itineraries for each region, a comprehensive list of Evercraft Brewery in BC, a calendar of beer events, and a blog with lots of great stories. The regional ale trails include local breweries, pubs, and restaurants, along with other activities the area has to offer. The app gives the users the ability to collect rewards by visiting the breweries and related businesses or events which can be redeemed for merchandise and other discounts at participating locations. So whether you're planning a weekend trip or just being a tourist in your own backyard, let the BCL Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at thebcltrail.ca. All right, let's jump back into the conversation with Main Street Brewing. And I love coming here because you're one of the few places in Vancouver that actually have a cask system too and a cask program. So yeah, what's it, the story it's something that,
1: that um, we started off with uh, Jack, our brewer, before, and we were looking around and realizing that the cask side of things was really dying in Vancouver. It was, you know, every every now and again you'd find it in a in a bar, you know, and uh, being from the UK, like it was definitely close to my heart, and you know, to try and find a cask beer. Um, so we thought we'd d- it'd definitely differentiate. Um, from uh, pretty much everybody out there having the ability to have four lines on adds a lot more creativity to small batch brewing. Yep, uh, and there's something that uh, each brewer has kind of taken over. Jack has left us now, and then when Azon came on board, he gave his own interpretation to it too, which is awesome. It's been uh, a lot of fun, and we've actually managed to put Cas beer into uh, into a can now. Yeah, so we I do thought. can condition cans, which has uh, has been going down really well. So people are really loving the uh opportunity Mm -hmm. no all the puns intended (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm very punny like that (laughs) well i mean
0: like i think we do need to kind of need to talk about the elephant in the room because it's the day and time i mean i i assume that package packaging has gone up like a lot
1: it has yes yes yeah we we had a (laughs) significant increase from uh from march through to kind of july like it, it it literally went insane you know at that point it was uh it was very challenging to have to let Pretty much 90 percent of our staff go, and we had mm. literally a brewer assistant brewer, and then Cam and myself um, running the place, and our can sales went up I think about seven hundred percent over the period of like a month, mm. and so that definitely was was a challenge, but luckily enough, like it was ironically, it was weird timing because we didn't have a lot of product in kegs at that point because we were kind of working towards a summer and not knowing what to do, so we were kind of holding back. So we had a lot of beer in tanks that we we managed to uh, put into um, into the cans. So yeah, nice we, happy we were, accident. Yeah, it was a happy accident. <laughs> and I got to say, like you know, it was that like what do we do time of not knowing what to do. Yeah, and then since then, obviously, since the tasting rooms reopened, it's it's there's definitely been um, a trickle in of mm-hmm. people, and you know, we still see a lot of our regulars, and but obviously, we're not seeing the big groups and stuff, which obviously is very important right now yep. is to maintain that so we can all get out of this mm-hmm. in good shape. Yep. But, um, you know, touch wood, you know, mm-hmm. on camera, touch wood. Um, that, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, we, we've managed to survive this. We're, we're very lucky too, because we're, you know, slightly older brewery mm-hmm. in the, so we're six years old. So it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of debt off the books that wasn't, was, Prior to that, I feel for anybody who's right in the middle of year one or year two. Or having even to just deal trying with to this, open right now. Or even trying know. to open. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those those costs don't cut, um, don't stop. So, yeah. So, yeah. we're
0: good. Well, and then in normal times, I mean, this is, this is actually like a huge space for a tasting room. So, like, what's your capacity in normal times? And then what have you done?
1: Yeah, well, um, yeah, usually we're 60 capacity. But as you know from... Prior experience, there's, you know, um, on any day of the week, there's generally a lineup for people to get into the tasting room. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not obviously seeing that now, but um, we're down to about 40 people, but we never really see 40 people mm-hmm. um, just because obviously people are coming in in their households. So, mm-hmm. you know, twos and stuff. So, um, and your patio so outside, yeah. but we had a great, yeah. you know, for the summer, yeah. it was amazing. We had a mm-hmm. great patio outside, you know, we still have it now for those nicer days. Like today would be a great time to go and sit on the patio, a little chilly, but we I mean, have
0: heaters. And when we're taping this, it's not even past noon yet. And I'm tempted to go. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, we can make that happen. Don't worry. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It, it definitely added a new, new component to the business, which we never had before, which was, you know, we hope the city carries on with us and, uh, I know they've allowed us till October, which is amazing. So that means we, we get a, a great summer with, uh, you know, a great patio. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so uh, if anybody was to uh, open up a brewery for themselves, I mean, what would be some advice you
2: could give them? Don't. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would say do your homework and uh, be smart about the way that you grow. And yeah, I, I think that just really being being smart about the way that you you get into a, the, the great thing about breweries now is that they're a part of a neighborhood. Yep. Uh, it's not necessarily the, the brewery of old where you uh, you go into a warehouse and, um, and put up a whole bunch of hundred hectoliter tanks that, that you're, you're stuck to a, a certain style of beer because you have to brew so much at one time, having a variety size of tanks give you, gives you that ability to do uh, smaller batches and try things out and, I would I would say that that's a good way to 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 put your foot out, get ready to to try different things. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
0: Big thank you to Nigel and Cameron. Yep, it's one of my favorite local spots to hang out at. And uh, yeah, just hop on my bike over there in a couple minutes. Uh, the patio outside is lovely. Looking forward to hitting that up again this summer and enjoying those cask ales, uh, along with, you know, the the regular IPA and Pilsner that they have as well. But, I mean, I really do enjoy the casks when I go down there. Big thanks again for the BC Ale Trail for sponsoring this episode. They've launched two new ale trails in Vancouver, and Main Street's part of that. Um, they're part of the Brewery Creek Ale Trail, so you can go and check that out. And soon, I'll also be talking to a brewery from the Yeast Van Ale Trail. So more information at bcltrail.ca. If you want to follow us on social media, you can at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. I'm on Twitter at Cascadian Beer and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. More information and uh, previous episodes of this podcast series can be found at the website Cascadian.beer. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, remember, support your
2: local.